Good evening, and welcome to a special episode of Nerd or Not. Tonight, we honor the Cretans' most cherished time of the year. But lo, we are just a two-man team. We need all the Cretans, an unholy trinity. So, I shall call forth upon this decadent text and summon to the mortal plane of force of such evil, such vile villainy, such heinous corpus. Shut up. That it could only be one being truly deserving of the title of Cretan. And with these words, Karloff, Lugosi, Ravenscroft, I call upon the spawn of Satan. Arise, Drunkubus! Hey. Behold, these are the eyes of true madness. Tell me, Drunkubus, what did you do last evening? Oh, uh, I went and saw the Blade Runner. Oh, Master. really? Cool. You know, I haven't seen it yet, and I've been avoiding spoilers. What did you think? It's too bad. Uh, everyone dies at the end. Evil! Evil! Evil, 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 evil! On this show, we will speak of spooks and scares and midnight mischief and all things of this, the season of ghouls and ghosts. And for this, we bid welcome to the sweatiest... Sweetest. Sweet, sweet, sweetest, sweetest of tots, our Mr. Goodbar, Jay. You know, Eleven's really a monster. God damn it! The fuck was that shit? Sweaty? What is the? It's fucking thirty-three degrees here. I am not sweaty. I, I said cold. I said sweetest of the. Tarts. He said sweatiest. I, I said. He. I said. It. I know. I know. I can't read. <laughs> you know. So. Me. <laughs> so, so uh, has it been renamed the Pit of Ultimate Darkness? For for, yes. for this episode, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that, that works. Circumstances demanded. Yes. I like that. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> Hi, Corey. Hey, what's that's going a, on? That's a fancy fucking belt you got there. Mm, I know, and I earned it the uh, the honest way, right? How did you earn it? Let's I don't even remember that. how you won it. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a uh, it was not an ODQ. I well, think. are we talking about winning or retaining? Uh, re uh, retaining. Retaining you. Well, you, that was honorable. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I actually earned it through you know the Triple H method. Favoritism. Yes. There you go. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, it was the contest in Runbow. Um, yep. it, uh, it ended up that I uh, turned out the victor in that, and it was a it was a sad story for one of us. But uh, you're gonna like it. Just accept it. Right, yeah. So so, anyway. so when do you uh, when do you return to the uh, the Great White North? Uh, that's gonna be happening in about two days. In two <laughs> days. Okay. Uh, if you are still in possession of said championship, mm -hmm. yes, another challenge is coming. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I will be challenging you on November 3rd. Oh, shit. 
That's mm-hmm. whoa. That's in under two weeks. Two challenges in two weeks. Yes, that's sir. A Friday. It is a Friday. A day like any other day. A day like many other days. <laughs> it'll be the All third. Right. It'll either be the third or the fourth, depending on when you're off work. <laughs> so. That's that's also true. And who the f- knows when that's going to be? So yeah, yes, true. I will uh, <laughs> hastily accept your challenge, perhaps unwisely, um, just so I can pull a. Um, uh, as, as a, 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 what the hell is that guy's name? Ah, Adolf Ziggler, and you know, try to weasel my way out of it okay. afterwards. Yes, maybe. I like I like that you were going to call him Zolf Diggler. I know. I was <laughs> fucking dyslexia. Thank you for nothing. All right, which, which is an even better name, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, because fuck you, dyslexia. Well, oh, Zolf no. Diggler. Z- Zolf Diggler. Zolf Diggler's a good name. <laughs> that's the uh, that's his mirror universe counterpart. <laughs> I was going to say that's Dolph Ziggler's like um. Uh, uh, Ruski heel counterpart. <laughs> By the way, I love that he's a heel now. I never got to see Dolph as as heel stuff before, and it's so much better than uh, than him just yeah. showing up in eighties clothes and then not talking. Yes, that I was, agree. Yeah, <laughs> so good I for agree. him. <clears throat> anyway, mm-hmm. Corey's back. Bob's here. I'm here. Hello, Cretans. Welcome back to episode 28 of the Nerd or yep. Not podcast, where we give our opinions on a range of topics, everything and anything under the bright nerd red or bright nerd red sun. I always get this wrong. I really, blue we, really need to, we need to work on the wording of this because I fuck it up every time we do it. Everything and anything under the bright nerd sun, all all while promoting fellowship, conversation, and humor every chance we can. We are the Cretans Guild. I am Jay, and I'm joined with Bob. Hey, and Corey. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was accurate. And guys, this is our second Nerd or Not anniversary, and you'd figure that we'd have more than 28 episodes, but hey, life gets in the way. Uh, it, it's like uh, like those commercials. Life comes at you fast. And for everything else, there's whatever. Allstate, Ferris Microsoft, no, uh, Fancy Feast. Colgate. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Fancy Feast. Fancy Feast. I'm with that. Oh, all right. You sure it wasn't KY? Or No, that's that's when <laughs> no, you're coming no, that, fast. That's yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> Did you map that out in your head, or just no? It just bled out. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just a pervert. That's how it happens. Understood. Yeah, yeah I get it. So we want to thank everyone for uh, who has followed us on Twitter and Instagram and played played our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or here on YouTube. You guys are awesome. Uh, we hope you enjoy what we do. Uh, and we're on our way to uh, on our way to our ten thousand subscribers or views. There's a ten thousand mark out there somewhere. Views, views. ten thousand views. <laughs> Subscribers would be nuts. Holy let's get to a, let's get. I don't to, know if I can handle ten thousand right let's now. Let's get to a hundred. Uh, <laughs> but whether it's one of you or a thousand of you that actually listen to this show, we thank you, we appreciate it, and we love you all. Uh, today we are going to be spotlighting a game. Uh, and normally, you guys, when I spotlight a game, it is a board game. But uh, it is not a board game. This go around, it is a new video game uh, that I picked up for my PlayStation Four uh, video entertainment system, uh, and it is WWE Two K eighteen. Uh, from the good guys over at 2K Sports. Um, right off the bat, the shine has worn off a little bit since I first got it. Uh, uh-huh. It is it is still very fun. There's a lot of improvements that they made over the last year. Uh, but at the end of the day, it is still a Ukes product, so you know exactly what you're getting into. Uh, it's um, Ukes working on this one? It's the, it's the same engine that's been in there for the past 15 years, just with some changes. Yep, um, okay. Changes so, for the good? Oh, definitely changes for the good. There's a lot of good that's happening there. There are some absolutely colossally stellar, awful bugs that I've run into. <laughs> um, like, I can't have a custom superstar try to do a promo in the first uh, the first act of universe mode, or the game will crash every are single you time. Shitting me? Nope, every single there's time. Like, there's like game course, stoppers in. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's not really a game stopper because you can have him do a promo in another segment and everything's fine. It's just that opening segment on Monday Night Raw, you're fucked. Um, oh, so it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely got some show stopping bugs in there, but there mm-hmm. there has not been a title one, a, a day one update yet. So it's been out for a couple of weeks. I'm expecting an update here soon. Uh, hopefully, they'll address some of those bugs. Um, big improvements this year. The creation suite is goddamn incredible. Um, it's a lot of fun to play with. It's a lot of fun to use. Bob, you've seen the uh, the Enzo I did from his TLC attire. Yeah, you did uh, that the same night, right? With the the blue shorts and the. And I did that the, the next. Getup. I did that the next day. Uh, I did that on Monday. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's it's got a full full spectrum in there. You can upload images uh, on the web and then download them into your game, so you can use those on clothes. Uh, I actually did um, heal Sami Zayn today, which was a lot of fun. Dude, I love um, the graphics that they use in this video now. It's it's so wonderful. Yeah, I'll do. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's 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 really good. I mean, there's definitely some neat stuff in there. The the career mode's a lot better than it was last year. Um, there's some new modes in there, like Road to Glory, where you actually get to do some stuff online against other people to earn stuff. Huh. There's definitely some shit I don't like. Like I really kind of wish I just had all of the creation suite stuff open to me for spending the amount of money I did on the collector's edition of the game, but I got to go through the loot boxes like you do in Overwatch, which sucks. Oh, oh, wow, really? Yeah, 90% of it is there. Well, I'm not going to say 90% of it, but a lot of it is there. So you can still make a very good call and have Uh a great moveset and all that. But there's some choice stuff in there where it's like, man, I'd really like to have that. Damn it. Oh, well. So is the collector's edition limited? What? What is it? I got the I got the Cena seen enough edition um, because it had some stuff in there that were given Victor for Christmas. Hmm. Um, But but overall, was it worth it? Instead of just getting the the regular shelf version, um, I think getting uh, some of the DLC unlocked automatically (laughs) it's worth it. Um, You get the accelerator, which lets you actually you know edit the stats of of all the characters in the game um, instead of just the created wrestlers. Um, it gets you Rob Van Dam, Batista, a couple of John Cena's. It gets you Kurt Angle, a couple um, of John Cena's. Yeah, so For... it gets you the like the uh, John Cena from the ECW One Night Stand where he lost to Rob Van Dam, <laughs> and it gets you 2010 John Cena where he was feeding with Batista. Um, huh. There's some good stuff in there, and it's it's fun to be able to to grab the uh, the WWE superstars and make your own versions of them and, and up their stats a little bit. Like the first thing I did is went in and upped all the cruiserweight stats to actually make them competitive with everybody. Um, oh, that's, that's skunky. They, they, they actually, you can't use a cruiserweight, uh, effectively player within the game against anybody that's, uh, above no, the you can, you okay. can, I mean, you, you can, you can still do it. It's just, it's, it's a number thing. I, it's not like Madden where, you know, Tom Brady being a 99 is significantly better than, you know, dick butt kiss at a 62 you know and he's dead so it's <laughs> there, there's not this you know, there's not this well, huge gap so that it's is a, that is a perceivable disadvantage though i mean yeah well sure being like, among the unliving and six feet underground <laughs> unless you're of, a zombie yeah yeah then zombie again, dick buckus then again <sighs> we're talking about dick buckus though who if you ask the right people death wouldn't really be a factor no. in, yeah just um, down. but i mean there's there's definitely a stat gap but a lot of those uh a lot of the the stat uh, chasms between the different weight classes and the different um, the different wrestlers is more mm. because of abilities and not because of attributes. Oh, okay. So, like, your striking can be high, and you mm. can have the same striking as someone like a, a Nakamura. But Nakamura is going to have stuff where he's, you know, he's got more, he's got better taunts, so he gets more boosts there. So that's giving him a couple mm. extra points on his rating and stuff like that. So 
doing that is like I went in and I'd grab some stuff like for TJP I added you know some stuff where he's a little bit more of a showboat so he's getting more stuff for taunting and being a douchebag and stuff like that so right uh it's a good game you can wait there's definitely some stuff that needs to be fixed and Mm -hmm. you can wait for all the dlc to come out to make sure you want to get what you want to get or you can wait till next year i don't think you're going to be sad if you do but um i will say that uh it being on the switch i kind of wish i had gotten it on that because i think it would be really fun to have portable um oh definitely but it's uh i mean even even still on a home console you know playing on playing on the ps4 still really fun yeah, a lot of but good you know, there's, there. there's nothing more meditative than like doing call while taking a dump. Oh, absolutely. Because then you can strategize. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool, man. It's it's a lot of fun. There's some really neat stuff in there. There's some really great moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many characters. So fucking many characters. There's like 160 characters on the roster, or something like that. Like everybody is there almost. So except like, like f- except like four cruiserweights. So, so like a lot of uh, a lot of classic uh, 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 wrestlers or performers are, are yeah, going to be. I would assume everybody they have the rights yeah. to aside from CM Punk. Do you got- <laughs> no, no, absolutely no CM Punk. Although, hey, he's been a caw, and he was he's yep. already up on the creation suite. So I downloaded him like day two. Did they still um, keep the uh, uh, Living Color uh, theme? No, uh, no, you, no. I think you'd have to do that yourself. Uh, bummer. Yeah. You, can you actually import music though? Uh, not on PS4. You can't. Oh. But you can on another system. Uh, I know you can't. On on P- I'm pretty sure you can't on PC. Like oh, on PC, oh. I'm pretty sure you can mod the shit out of it. Oh shit! Um, no, was for the PC. Oh yeah, yeah, and it released day one on PC, <laughs> which is which is new for them. It's usually like six months later. Hopefully, um, with no typical PC also game breaking bugs. But um, patches are a little bit easier to issue on PC as yeah. well. So, uh, but there's some great stuff in there, man. Like uh, there, you know, Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano were in there, so I'm happy. Yeah, um, I immediately downloaded Candice LeRae so Johnny can have his wife in the game, um, <laughs> because it matters to Virtual Johnny that his w- virtual wife is in the game. This is for the um, part of the game that takes place in the Barbie Dream House for you, and not like directly in the ring. Yes, there's so, a, there, there can be there can be play in there. So my my favorite little thing that that's happened in the game so far mm-hmm. is you get to you get before uh, in my career you wander around backstage before your match. And you get to go look at, you know, you go to you go to the producer who's at Gorilla and you talk to him about what match you're going to have that night and everything like that. But as you're wandering around, you get to talk to various superstars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the first, like, two and a half, three months I was in NXT, uh, uh, Johnny Cordero is wandering around backstage and there's a catering area. And every time you go to cat- I went to catering, Johnny Gargano would be in catering and he'd be holding a plate and he'd be staring at where the catering is and all of the catering trays are empty. So it's just like poor, disappointed Johnny Gargano waiting for food that isn't going to appear. And I was like, oh, oh. He's, he's standing there like Oliver. Yeah, just like he's like, he's not even pleased they're going to have some more. He's just, can I have something? Like, <laughs> well, I, now we know how the DIY feud started. Gargano yeah. <laughs> would wipe the table clean before, or Ciampa would wipe the table clean before Gargano got there. And he had to keep all of that inside for the longest time. And then suddenly he's sitting on that box staring down and I'm like, yeah. Give me another empty plate, bitch. Can so, I have yeah. some food? I'm, I'm, I'm just like, every time I go back there, I'm like, oh, I feel bad for Johnny. Someone please give him an oatmeal cream pie or something. Like, it's just... <laughs> we have a box of moon pies somewhere. Just give him one. Don't we have a wheel of death in the break room? Somebody go get him a Lunchable, for God's sakes. But yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's funny. Like there's some stuff that's just like some absolutely ridiculously out of, out of character stuff. Like Hideo Tommy is always really happy to see me. He's like, Hey buddy, how you doing? You're great at your job. I really love watching you work. And then I'll, I'll go, I'll run into Cassius Ono and he's like, I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, what is going on? 
all the heels are really nice. Like the authors of Pain are genuinely pr- proud of me for the work I'm doing, uh-huh. and all what? the faces are douchebags. Like it's <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Like, does does this game uh, track your in-game actions and matches and how many heel moves you pull off per bout? This okay. So the authors of Pain, like my first day in the performance center, uh-huh. I haven't gotten in the ring. I haven't talked to anybody. You're in the performance center. You can walk around and talk to people. And there's the authors of pain in workout clothes and like shorts and t-shirts. Oh, favorite favorite thing I've seen on the Creation Suite so far is someone took Razor from uh, the authors of pain and put him in the Razor Ramon outfit and uploaded him. And he's Razor Ramon, and it's fantastic. Anyway, back to my story. So I'm just wandering around. There's the authors of pain in their tap out gear, and I walk up to them. They're like, "Hey, man, we're really excited to have you here. We're, we think your future's really bright. This is going to be great for you." I'm like, "Oh." Wow, th- thanks, guys. This is really odd, but I appreciate that. And I'm wandering, and I, I run into Cassius, and I was like, well, the, the, the heels were nice to me. This is gonna, Cassius is going to be great, too. He's like, I don't have time for your stuff, kid. Go away. I'm like, well, what is, what is happening? <laughs> why, why are you a dick? You, you came <laughs> empty-handed. You didn't have a bagel in your hand or something. <laughs> Here's a peace offering, Moon Pie. But those those are my adventures in WWE 2K18 thus far. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in the creation suite because Creator Wrestler is the best. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, there's nothing like the the gratifying feeling of seeing the download numbers on your car go up uh, oh, because nice. people cool. people like what you've done. Yeah, like 40 people have downloaded my Enzo, and I'm like, that's awesome. That makes me happy. So. <laughs> um. So moving on, guys, we're going to do a bit of a podcast shout out here. We've uh, Bob, you've actually kind of joined up with a, a group of people uh, yes that, we're in that like are, a column conglomerate conglomerate collective collective that's easier to say we, we are the podcast works. illuminati and this yes. is actually especially fitting for these guys uh this is for the secret transmission podcast you can follow them on itunes and twitter they are at uh secret trans pod uh, and uh, yeah, stuff looks pretty cool. They are a podcast about conspiracies, the paranormal, cryptozoology, UFO sightings, the unexplained, true crime, and more. Uh, so, Bob, well. <laughs> roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> this is the Secret Transmission Podcast. We are a podcast about the strange and unusual, the secret and the conspiracies, the friends and the supernatural. We're a podcast that talks about weird things like number stations, the Bermuda Triangle, the Salem Witch Trials time travel, the moon landing, the Zika virus, serial killers, cults, the deep web, UFOs, superstitions, we cover it all. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and Google Play. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Secret Transpod, at S-E-C-R-E-T-T-R-A-N-S-P-O-D. Come listen to us try to explain the unexplainable. All right, guys, welcome back. Be sure to follow and listen to the Secret Transmission podcast. Again, it is at Secret Transpods on Twitter. Uh, yeah, sounds pretty cool. All kinds of shit that's right up our alley. I'm going to have to be subscribing to them and giving them a listen. Uh, but yeah, do follow them on iTunes and Twitter yeah. and uh, tell them the Cretans Guild uh, sent you because they have no idea what they've gotten themselves into getting in bed with us. <laughs> um, so now we're going to transition over to the news. Uh, a couple of movies coming up. Uh, first up is Thor 3, a.k.a. Thor Ragnarok, a.k.a. Uh, no, it's 3. Thor The Dark World was number you're, 2. You're right. You're right. And, you're absolutely uh, right. Uh, Thor 3, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Taika Waititi goes crazy with the cheese whiz. Um, yeah. Reviews are starting to come in, and uh, people are saying it is one of the best Marvel films yet. And I'd like to say I'm surprised, um, but let's be honest, we saw the trailers. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. What, what was it, back in February? 
the world just went nuts over this trailer. Yeah, February like, or March, I think. I want. Yeah. It might have been the Super Bowl. I don't remember if it, it was a Super Bowl trailer or not. But well, um, since it hit every two weeks, it's been like, dude, you got to hit me with it again. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fricks, man. <laughs> it's it's just one of the most unique looking films I've ever seen. Um, I'm glad that they gave it to someone who's not a tra- not a traditional action movie character uh, director. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Taika Waititi is a genius. Uh, he's like, I called him a mad scientist uh, last week. And uh, it's true. He is. The guy's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> He's nuts. And uh, the, the movie looks great. Reviews are coming in, and it sounds good. That, not, no, that's nuts in a, uh, in a way that would uh, not precipitate, precipitate you keeping him from meeting your family or anything. It's like a very productive sort of nuts. Oh, no. I would keep him in my basement and just, like, you know. Taika? Just... That was him. That's Jay. What? No, 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 no. Bob said that. Bob said that. Bob said that. It was Bob. Bob, well, we knew that was bullshit. I live in Florida. We don't have basements. That's God true. damn that's, it. That's, <laughs> we have attics. That's Lots a, of attic. That's okay. Two-thirds of the Cretans Guild team does not advocate kidnapping Taika Waititi. You guess which is the other third. It's Let, Let's be fair. You'd kidnap him too, Corey. Maybe. Just to know what product you, to use. You have, you have those drawers behind the couch. You could keep him in there. Do you think he'd fit? Okay. You have the giant closet. He could absolutely fit in the giant closet. That's true. And if, that, <laughs> and if all else fails, there's the dark room underneath the first floor apartments. You're planning this a little too That for much. some reason I have access to... Shh. Our second big of movie news is uh, about uh, uh, Zack Ryder's magnum opus, uh, Justice League. Um, Zack Ryder? Uh, did I say Zack Ryder? <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> uh... Zack Snyder, uh, his magnum opus, Justice League, uh, which has yeah. apparently been completely taken over now by Joss Whedon. Uh, yeah, initial reports the had the film coming in over three hours, yeah. uh, which filled me full of dread because if there's one thing that Snyder does poorly, it's making a film way too... Actually, he does it really well. It's making a film way too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's the, called the, pacing. Oh, God, man. He yeah. just does not have that down. Um but yeah, uh, apparently Joss has come in and cut down like an hour of the film, and mm-hmm. uh, the reshoots were necessary and good, and people are pretty excited about it at Warner Brothers. So, um, and not like in a "Hey, it's going to make money no matter what" way. It's yeah, it's <laughs> um, a uh, it's a Corey who has absolutely nothing really nice to say about most of the DC cinematic universe except for Wonder Woman mm-hmm. is actually looking forward to fucking going to see it. <laughs> Uh, if I'm going to take anything out of this, one, Jason Momoa as Aquaman is a goddamn national yeah, treasure. Yeah, I like his whole John DiMaggio meets uh, Let Me Kill Minster. <laughs> Seriously. Like, oh, that character is so fucking great. I can dig it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, someone who I was really apprehensive about, Ezra Miller as Flash, his mm-hmm. his take on, uh, let's face it, it's not Barry, it's Wally, yeah, is it's, wonderful. He, he, he strikes me as way more of a Kyle than either one of those two. Because Barry was the straight man. Wally was uh, fathered into the superhero community. Yep. Kyle was a total outsider. Well, they needed an outsider character in order to give the uh, uh, the audience a surrogate perspective. So that's the Flash now. Yep. Uh, he struck me as way more of a Kyle than uh, than he did uh, any of the other Flashes. I'm sorry. I know Kyle's a Green a Green Lantern, but uh, you you follow. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm right there with you. Right. Yeah. It's 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 an outsider's perspective. He's mm-hmm. the, he's the every man of the group. Right. And uh, it's he is going to be he's going to be potentially DC's Spider Man, and I'm kind of yeah. excited about that. Yeah, he um, does oh. all the internet jokes. I ju- I just saw Homecoming, by the way. That was really good. I liked Homecoming. <laughs> that was quite a, a fucking good movie, wasn't it? Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Um, yeah. it's, I didn't like it more than Spider Man Two, but I liked it a hell of a lot. Mm, it's up there. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's my number two Spider-Man film. Um, easily. I, I liked it for a lot of cheap reasons, and most uh-huh. of them was were the obvious uh, inspirations from John Hughes and such. Oh, and yeah. That credit sequence, of course, was... Uh, yeah, that tickled my graphic design uh, <laughs> nerves pretty hard. So. It made me Italian. <laughs> you know, it was... Yeah. Oh, it's so spicy. <laughs> uh, right. So, so that was, yeah. So we've got Thor on November 3rd, Justice League mm-hmm. November 17th, and Coco on November 24th. Uh, Coco is just goddamn cinematic beauty. It's one of the most beautiful what? things I've ever seen. I, I, I am really looking forward to this one. Just yeah. on the te- technical aspect of mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah. uh, and also the art and the storytelling, everything about this movie, I am really looking forward to seeing. I actually know like jack squat about the story or the basic plot itself so i can't perfect okay all right let it blow your mind when you well, see it that's then. it's interesting to uh, to me that's interesting because i've seen like three different trailers for it so far and i still have no idea what's going on in the movie i know there's a dog i know there's a lot of dio de la muertos sort of imagery about it which <laughs> which has gotten me once before <laughs> i know our opinions vary pretty differently with the book of life but that was another one of those movies that like had things that I like in it, so obviously I'm going to be like over the moon with it, and I was so underwhelmed by it at the end. Granted, gorgeous fucking movie, but underneath all of it, I, I didn't find a whole lot to grasp onto. Sure. So I know that Coco's Pixar, and I know it's Pixar getting their hands on these, on these ideas and these mm-hmm. themes and stuff, so I'm expecting more, but I'm also not expecting it to be as much. Uh, that's not fair. to be har- not to be harsh on it, but yeah. No, it's not harsh. I think it's a reasonable mm-hmm. expectation to go in. Um, yeah, you know, especially you, you have after concerns. I have concerns. Now, having said that, I still bought the Book of Life on Blu-ray because I'm an asshole. But <laughs> I, I bought it too. I li- I liked it. I mean, it was it's, it's, it's about it, it's about as deep as a puddle. But I mean, yeah. it's it's a good movie, and it it really kind of goes off the rails at the end, where all of a sudden Celo's there, and he's a magical genie guy, I think. Or yeah, and it was like I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's a good it's a good film. I'm I'm looking forward to Coco. I don't know a whole lot about it either, mm-hmm. and that's on purpose. I'm actually trying to avoid. Uh, have you seen the thing Todd does on Facebook, where he's it, like adamantly refusing to watch trailers? Oh yes, yes. So I'm not that's, that crazy because I enjoy idea, trailers. Though. Yeah, it, it is because you're not spoiled on films that way. But mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to only watch one trailer for a movie. So I'm trying to watch one, and that's it. And it's usually one I either see in theaters or I check out. You know, like Star Wars was okay. The, the trailer's up. I got to watch it. Yeah, right. Um, but I'm trying to avoid any other ones, and I actually haven't seen a trailer for Coco yet. Mm. I've just seen like the art books and stuff like that. Where I'm like, oh, that's pretty. I got to yeah. see that and it's, the pops. <laughs> the, uh, it seems like a lot of oh, there's pops, huh? Oh God, yeah. There's so many fucking pops. I know because that was the other thing that I uh, that kind of killed me about the book of the dead and uh, or the book of life sorry was that um their pops were just ugh, fucking i'm not a huge pop addict mm-hmm. but these were must-haves especially sure. um especially death herself mm-hmm. and they disappeared in like a month understandably uh, yeah yeah it was, it was one of those extravagant ones where you think that like they had to like create whole new molds for the figure yeah and, yeah they couldn't use what they had mm, yeah yeah Fucking scalpers market on eBay. <laughs> so also coming out on November seventeenth, not on the big screen, but on the small screen. Uh, mm-hmm. You can stream it on any device you own, mm-hmm. uh, except the Switch. Is the Punisher, um, yep. and that is coming to Netflix on November seventeenth. That is uh, 
John Barenthal's take on Frank Castle after his phenomenal performance in Daredevil Season 2. Mm-hmm. Granted, he's no Tom Jane, but we'll take what we can get. Um, <laughs> and, hey, I'm, I'm going to fly it's that the, banner for forever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nothing against Bernthal, of course. No, but absolutely seriously. nothing against him. Um, it's Tom, it's Tom so this, this this was supposed to debut, I think, sometime this month, but got pushed back after the Vegas uh, massacre. Good idea. Oh. Yeah, it's very very good idea. Yep. Um, very smart play there by both Marvel and Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still looking forward to it. I'm I'm worried that it's going to kind of fall into the same trap that everything Marvel has done on Netflix, except Luke Cage, and even to a degree, Luke Cage has done. Mm-hmm. Where it's nine episodes or ten episodes, but it really should have been like four or five. Yeah, where it's yeah, it's yeah. like hey, story bloat, story bloat, story bloat. Yeah, that's true. Filler episode. Yeah, which is sadly kind of what I heard about uh, is is thing I've read pretty consistently about Stranger Things season two. But uh, I don't know because I've only been able to see the first twenty minutes of the first fucking episode because I can never watch the goddamn thing <laughs> of season one. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That's another story for another day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, now we're going to talk... Uh, fuck. Bob, you had to put this in the rundown? Really? Yes. Oh, I've, I've heard of this. <laughs> yes. So there's I would love to hear what you, say, what you have to say about this. Well, um, this is not the same entity that got your blood boiling last time. How about that? Well, it may not be. It certainly has a similar name to it. It's called The Predator, and it comes yeah. out next mm-hmm. year, and mm-hmm. it can go fuck itself. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's not a remake, is it? It's supposed to be something, not even a reboot, really, but kind of like a solo-named continuation. new installment continuation, right? Yeah, something like that, I guess. I don't know. I don't fucking care. It, is it going to yeah. have Danny Glover in it? Not I, I have no idea who's no. in it. No clue. That I don't give a shit. I think... If Danny All Glover's not in it, this, the character can go fuck off. <laughs> now, here's a couple of things to consider, though. Um, this one's being written and directed by Jane Black. Oh, wait, what? Oh. It's, being oh, written, oh. it's being written and directed by Shane Black. Did you not know this? Is it going to take place at Christmas? <laughs> There's a good chance. It's going to be Christmas <laughs> in the jungle, if anything. But um, Christmas in the jungle! Here we go, presents in coal! Um... <laughs> Here we got we got backing harmonies. No, I don't right. know how to play this thing. All yeah, right. neither All do right. I. Right. I'll, you uh, tune that thing. I've been playing it wrong the whole Christmas time. Christmas in the jungle. Wait. Uh, oh, Christmas in the jungle. Uh, all right. If it's if it's Shane Black, I'll give it a shot. Um, uh, but I I will go in with trepidation and I will be ready to walk the fuck out. Uh, if Danny Glover is not in it, at least. It's, for one, I don't even care if it's just a picture of Danny Glover on a wall somewhere. You know, it's they w- well, they would, they might do that. That's the thing that I'm trying to uh, that I'm trying to to get across here is that like within the entire Predator franchise, you can play plenty of like six degrees of Shane Black, but now it's actually him like at the forefront and being like, "Yo, guys, I'm here. I might as well be the guy." <laughs> in the first movie, he was part of the platoon that originally landed in order to, um, I don't know, were they rescuing some refugees or something? Taking like out that. a. a, a... A cartel. Yeah, or I mean, like that. we nobody remembers anything before the alien shows up, and you know, Jesse the body whips out a minigun and is, and is doing his, <laughs> yeah. you know, bush hunter thing. So, it was all set up to that moment. Yeah, Shane Black was a guy in the glasses. If you want to look. Uh, huh. Secondly, supposedly he was instrumental in getting Danny Glover onto the second movie. Really? 
because Lethal Weapon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, Nintendo ran uh, uh, a Nintendo Direct for the Animal Crossing mobile game, which is called Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I just, I don't know. Um, it didn't do much for me. Like, I'll give it a try. To me, it really all, all right. depends on whether or not it is going to be... Uh, how much do I have to play in order to get stuff, or is this going to be like a freemium game where it's going to be pay out the ass uh, to to get stuff? Because I don't really want well, that. <laughs> out of the three of us, now this is a Nintendo-developed mobile game. It's not uh, Niantic with uh, Pokemon Go. It wasn't mm-hmm. shipped out to a third party. Right, okay. So, I think out of the three of us, you've been the only one to do the other first-party Nintendo mobile games, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, how did like games like Fire Pro uh, and uh, Super Mario Run handle uh, the uh, freemium uh, pay for content? Uh, well, Super Mario Run is good because it's uh, it, it's a one one time purchase and you're done. Mm-hmm. It's it's oh, so ten, ten dollars and out the door, um, and right. it's worth every penny of it because it's a really fucking good fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, Fire Emblem Heroes nickel and dimed it. Um, oh, it did. Yeah, and and Fire Emblem uh-huh. Heroes had my attention for like a month, and that was it. Because I got to a point like every other freemium game where it's like, well, I can't go any farther. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to continue to play this game because I don't want to. Unless um, you drop the cats on moving forward, and then it's yep. like, you bastards. <laughs> and unfortunately to me, that's what uh, Animal Crossing kind of looks like. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, hey, you can get this and you can trade. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, I don't trust this resource shit. What are you doing? Yep. Um, if it's a one-time purchase with an option to buy stuff, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, as long as I've got the entire game open to me and I can play it at my own pace, that's fine. Just mm-hmm. don't inundate me with fucking ads every time I do something in order to, you know, build a fucking couch. You know, it's... <laughs> build. Now, here's the thing. I kind of stayed away from any news concerning the uh, Portable Animal Crossing simply because I already have a Portable Animal Crossing mm-hmm. and that, that one's enough for me. You sure. Know? Yep. So... It sounds a lot like they introduced crafting into this. They did. Yeah. They literally even call it crafting. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm already out. Because you know how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. The 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 economy is going to be completely bottlenecked within the game. Now, if it was if it was silly things like um I don't know you drop a couple of uh, you drop like one ninety nine on a themed set of furniture that was released for a celebratory purpose. You know, like, here's our Halloween set, so you don't have to wait for Jack to come around. Yeah. And you can just get this ahead of time or something like that. It's Christmas in July. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah. things like that. But this this seems like it's going to be a heavily, like... It's going to make the TF2 scrap metal economy uh, look like uh, Stalinism Mm -hmm. (laughs) in comparison. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Not not inaccurate. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Hopping back now, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about pro wrestling here, and uh, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, the upcoming pay-per-view for both brands is the Survivor Series. It's the one time of year where SmackDown and Raw go head-to-head. Um, it's, it's That's the tagline, i got to say it, sorry. Um, yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, obligated. Coming out of TLC, which was a great pay-per-view, thank God for viral meningitis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you hear every day, folks. Um the the TLC pay per view is really good, and there were some neat storylines set up and some neat feuds set up, and then uh, and then we got to the last probably about twenty minutes of Raw on Monday, mm-hmm. and all hell broke loose. 
Um, so earlier in the show, Shane McMahon popped in and said hi to Kurt, and you know Kurt looked like a confused grandpa, and because he is a confused grandpa, mm-hmm. and uh, right. Shane mentioned something about being under siege, and if you have any brain in your body, you realized, hey, SmackDown's invading tonight. Yeah, it's just a matter or of when. They're referencing the <laughs> Steven Seagal movie for whatever reason. Yeah, or Shane just signed a deal with Steven Seagal. Yeah, One of the two. Right. Um, either are equally plausible, to be honest with you. Um, but anyway, so we get to the last 20 minutes of Raw, and uh, Kurt comes out to announce the, the uh, Survivor Series Raw men's roster. And uh, here comes Shane, and here comes the entire SmackDown roster, and then all hell broke loose, yep. quite literally. Mm-hmm. Um People were getting beat up. Matt Hardy was taking a dump and got the crap kicked out of him in the toilet. <laughs> well, whatever um, crap was left in him. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he had time to wash his hands, so there's more just scabies flying around. Um, <laughs> Did you see when Jason Jordan got jumped, the first person that got to him? Yeah, it's Chad Gable, which was awesome. Yep. Uh, also, Jason Jordan got destroyed by Elias earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. who swung that baseball bat like fucking Rogers Hornsby. I think Rogers Hornsby was a pitcher. Hold on. Like Babe Ruth. And just destroyed this thing over over Jason Jordan's arm. I thought his Wait, arm broke. Baseball bat? You mean the guitar? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, okay. he swung that fucking thing like it was a baseball bat, and it just exploded. Like, this was not a gimmicked guitar. I, I don't... <laughs> we were talking about this the other day, and I think that... For one thing, you can't play a gimmick guitar before the show, but for True. a little while I thought it was just the old switcheroo. You know, he would put the guitar over next to the bell, they'd put a, uh, a gimmicked one next to it, and then they would take the gimmicked guitar, and then poof, sawdust, slap yep. nuts, exit stage right. No sawdust. Yeah, I <laughs> no. think he uses... For one thing, the guitar that he uh, bonked um, Finn Balor with, the one that you know gave him that pretty grievous injury. Yeah, the concussion. If you look closely at the video, you see what hits him, and it's a part of the guitar... Uh, that it's the pickup, it's the plastic, yeah. the hard plastic bit that you're able to jack the, uh, you're able to jack the amp in, and some acoustic guitars use that. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not a gimmick guitar. A pickup does not belong on a gimmick guitar. What the fuck is this? And I think that's kind of his thing now. He'll ask people or try to get people to agree to like, hey, how about we actually use a real guitar on you so that people begin buying this as a viable threat. And it's like, is that all that he brought to the character? Was he can play a guitar pretty well? I mean, there's that, but this has been done before so many times. But this is a new dimension of it by adding reality to it. And I'm not quite sure that the payoff is worth is worth the uh, the performance investment that's demanded. Well, I think <clears throat> when they used uh, the phony guitars, mm-hmm. it was blatantly obvious. Well, those balsa wood stuff was sawdust, right? I mean, I well, knew that, yeah. And this day and age, <clears throat> if a guitar explodes into a poof of dust no mm-hmm. one's gonna buy that right if a guitar splinters the way that his do mm-hmm. it's gonna have more of an impact on the viewer visibly yes yeah evidently of, especially of, when of course. uh jordan's arm starts welting up and turning purple mm-hmm. right there on the set yeah, yeah. when 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 they sh- cut back to to jordan laying on the ground and they showed mm-hmm. his arm i thought his arm was broken yeah like because i was like that's fucking holy shit yeah. Like when he hit him, I stood up. I was sitting on the couch, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" So that's um, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Of what I'm wondering, his riff on the character is about. It's like, hey, it's ton- it's honky tonk man, but threatening. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, I'll, I'll say this: I, when when they called him up, I was like, "He'll be done in three months. He'll oh, be released. Really? There's no way this guy's getting over. That mm-hmm. dude's a fucking heat magnet." 
Yeah. He is the most over heel on that roster right now. I actually enjoy his shit. He's he's pretty funny. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. It's it's fun, and he's great, and he's good in the ring. Like I remember, I remember going to NXT shows, and he was like jobber to the stars, Elias Sampson, in his in his (laughs) fancy green and gold tights, and just like, hey, everybody, I've got short hair, and and then he turned into the Drifter. I was like, this is dumb. (laughs) <laughs> and now I'm I'm just I'm all on board all yeah. in all yeah. in yeah and now he's like uh, now he's like uh, one of the ushers for the golden age of heels that is mm-hmm. currently the WWE cause uh, fucking a Sami Zayn <laughs> yep and Alicia Fox are two of the most entertaining <laughs> bastards on the air on their where's my right t-shirt dude, Alicia's awesome <laughs> dude when 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 they when they announced that it was gonna be her and Sasha and Bailey. For mm-hmm. the captain's the captain's chair for the the raw team, like the first thought was okay. So Alicia has to win mm-hmm. because I want her to name like a the Aflac Duck, three of the Muppets, and a can of Coke is the women's <laughs> roster for 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 Survivor Series. So I was like, you can do anything with this. She's uh-huh. insane, yeah, and she's marvelous, and she's yeah. wonderful, and she's okay in the ring. She's getting a lot There's, better in the ring than she used to be. Yeah, but, there there are some problems there, and the whole no selling thing I don't think will last very long unless something's done about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did enjoy her standing behind Bailey and doing the same actions that she did. I thought that was yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, that yeah, was golden. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so back back to the, the invasion. So we mm-hmm. had we had Matt Hardy take a dump and get the shit kicked out of him or shit kicked back into him. Who knows? Oh. Um. Wow. We, <laughs> we had Jason Jordan get beat up by Chad Gable. Uh, Dean and Seth were the only two people that apparently remembered that there are monitors backstage and watched this happening mm-hmm. and got up on top <laughs> of a stack of boxes and jumped on the, the SmackDown roster from above with steel chairs, and mm-hmm. they got the shit kicked out of them. Um, my, so my favorite part of the entire thing, other, other than the, the New Day being the New Day and yeah. just being marvelous, um, two parts. Be- uh, Becky apologizing to Goldust for punching him, which she I hit him. In- Goldust, so did yeah. I. I missed yeah. that. Goldust ran in in one in one of the groups where Kurt Hawkins was, and everyone beat him up. And as they were moving on, Becky turns around and goes sorry and runs off after everybody else. <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, and then, um, uh shit, what was it going to be? Fuck, what was the other one? Oh, Bobby Roode gently pushing over a television. Like, look, oh, raw, yeah. and he put gently pushes this monitor over. Like, <laughs> let's not break that, please. And <laughs> as as technicians, yeah, that was pretty much the same reaction. Right. Don't don't break it. Don't just put it over. Put it down. Yeah. Put it there, down. You, you know, you know, there's a PA standing right off frame, just going, "Don't you fucking do it! Don't you fucking do it!" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I would, I couldn't imagine doing set work on that fucking show. Oh my God. Because how much of it's like I don't know. It's it, it's like pretty closely implied that you know you retain responsibility for certain elements of a production, but yep. there's got to be you know, special case scenarios for working in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't go backstage a whole lot <laughs> now, mm-hmm. right? They did this episode. Yeah. Well, they had to bag one of them, and that's another. Oh, they, thing. Yeah, they grabbed like yeah. a, a tech or somebody who was wearing a headset. And <laughs> Who they, are you? Who? Yeah. <laughs> well, they they didn't show him getting thrown in anything. They just grabbed him and brought him off camera yeah and we didn't see what happened to him i was like what what happened to the tech i'm concerned about him i guarantee you that rusev before that happened him. though because it, it is the new wwe rusev ate him what's it huh rusev what? ate him oh my god oh by the way Ru- rusev right up there with the new the new breed of heels too i love rusev give me more uh, rusev I hear more he, rusev day please i hear he's doing new stuff i haven't gotten to see it yet so, so i've 
He was he was on Three Twitter. He was on Twitter last night mm-hmm. uh, during SmackDown, uh, and he he was just he was bitching the entire time. And like at the end of it, he goes, "I'm so sorry." Apparently, Grumpy Rusev is here today. Please forgive me. <laughs> you all have a lovely day. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the uh, world needs more Grumpy Rusev. All right, well, Rusev that, number one. That yeah. remains a surprise for me left to discover. Yes. So so good. Um, but yeah, as far as like our uh, our beleaguered PA, I think guaranteed like because this is the kinder, gentler locker room of the WWE, mm-hmm. that there are at least like five people in that whole bit that asked him if it would be okay and they still handled him with kid gloves Mm -hmm. because i'm pretty sure at least one of those guys remembers the stories about paul white picking on stage hands Mm -hmm. yeah and uh it ain't that kind of world anymore true yeah for better uh so final bit of news before we get into the main topic tonight uh stan lee is becoming a series of pops that are going to be exclusive at walmart um and they are featuring his cameos from the marvel films uh so the images we have so far we've got uh, Stan from Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Captain America, where he was the general. Um, yeah. But not the best Stanley cameo, where he's at the geriatrics home in Iron Man 3, <laughs> uh, judging a beauty contest. True. Yeah. I um, want Stanley with a shawl. <laughs> I, I want, I want uh, stripper DJ Stanley from Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah. I forgot about that! Because it's a Fox movie, yep. and you don't register that with a Fox movie. Son of a bitch. Yep. All right, so we're going to move on now. This is our, our last episode before uh, the first major uh, holiday of the uh, the next three months. Uh, last episode before Halloween. And we're going to talk some of our favorite scary and Halloween things. Um, now, you guys might remember we... we... Okay. Uh, you guys might remember at the beginning of the month we mentioned that we wanted to get uh, a paranormal investigator on for uh, for this episode we talked about it on twitter um uh we reached out to a few we sent out copies of our podcast let them know more about us so they can get you know get used to the way we talk and the way we talk to people and uh we never heard from them so <laughs> we are uh we're gonna talk to us then because we're the three that matter here like uh, as soon as i burp into the microphone yeah, yeah that's that's what scared them off yeah yeah let's just go ahead and key that one in like right away. I didn't send them the pizza ramp, but maybe I should have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so we are going to talk first about our three. Yeah, maybe not three. We're just going to talk about some of our favorite movies to watch around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll start off my, my personal favorite uh, to watch around Halloween is uh, cabin in the woods. Um, I am not a big horror guy, as you guys know. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Halloween is not uh, not a scary time for me. I'm more about the uh, the treats than the tricks, I guess, for lack yeah. of a better term. Uh, but I fucking love Cabin in the Woods. Have you have you not seen it, Bob? Uh, no, I have not seen Cabin in the Woods. Okay, it's... I really can't say a whole lot about it then, because yeah. uh, if I if I go to, into too much detail about the plot, it's going to give away some really great twists. Mm-hmm. I know um, of it. I know it has like uh, I want to say the movie is like a comparable, not not really comparable, but has some similarities to I think it was Love and Ghosts. Superficially and very superficially. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's a, it's a stretch to make that comparison, but it's there's that's... there's there's you could you could say that about a lot of different films. Um, it's definitely an homage. Uh, right, yeah. But it is uh, it is not something I want to spoil for you. I do strongly urge you to see it though because it's goddamn glorious. Um, 
And uh, I, I know there's one that Corey's gonna there's Corey's gonna tee up and, and knock out of the park right now for which he hasn't seen yet either. Are you fucking kidding me? No. No, Bob, I offered to like. I'm putting it on the list. Yeah, my God, we're gonna, we're gonna go get my stuff out of the storage unit in Lit- another look, day or so. Literally, I'm running it down. I offered to cabin in the woods. I offered to give him the Blu-ray if he would watch it this month. You gotta watch it, dude. It's right. so again, not a horror fan, but Corey, what's mm-hmm. what's yours? Trick or treat. Trick or treat. So it was year. good. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, I was about to start talking about Halloween Horror Nights after, after, after. Yeah. So yeah, trick or treat fucking just everything you want out of a Halloween movie about Halloween granted but still they do it so friggin' right yeah trick trick or treat mm-hmm. is funny it's terrifying mm-hmm. it's smart it's ridiculously well made on like a shoestring fucking budget yes um yeah. and because it is there's almost no marketing for it when it first came out yeah it's um, it's goddamn wonderful it's mm-hmm. it's just it's if I can get into it it's it's great and like, dude, you, dude, you, dude, one thing you haven't mentioned is like all the cocks that's in it. Yeah. Like so much cocks. Yeah. Lots Whole of cocks. A lot of cocks. Yeah. Brian so Cox, much the Brian Scottish Cox. character actor. He yeah. is all over it. You, and, and he's just, he's, he's in like almost every frame and he's, there's, there's times where he's, you know, kind of shrunken down. There's times where he's fully erect, but it's, there's cocks everywhere. Thanks for running with this. You got it. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> so we got that out of our system, I think. I don't know. All right. I'm Bob? good. I'm good. I'm good. Bob, how about you? Uh, Halloween movies that you dig? Uh, nothing with Cox in mine. Uh, I enjoy watching Swamp Thing at this time of the year because it's got a bunch of monsters in it. It's Which doesn't match because Cabin in the Woods, Trick or Treat, Swamp Thing. Yeah, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Swamp, no, Swamp Thing counts. Yeah, it's still supernatural. Yeah, it's more of a comic uh, book movie than a monster movie. That's Although, okay. Well, technically, so is Trick or Treat. It got its own graphic novels mm-hmm. when the movie came out. Holy we shit, Wes Craven directed the first one? Get the yeah. fuck out of here. I did. No oh. shit. That's crazy. I had no idea. Adrian mm-hmm. Barbeau was in the first one. Okay, all right. So it wasn't Adrian Barbeau. And, and so, and so was Jessica Ray Wise. Holland. Ray Wise was Alec Holland. That's fantastic. Ray... Are you kidding me? No, not even a little bit. Uh, yeah, they couldn't get Dick Durock, who played Swamp Thing. They couldn't get him to play Alec Holden because the the two body frames are completely separate. Oh, uh, okay. So it was like a it was like a uh, uh, Darth Vader situation. <laughs> uh, a lot, yeah, kind, yeah. Uh, okay. I, although I really would have been interested to see uh, 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 James Earl Jones on screen as Darth Vader as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure it would have been as intimidating, but still very intrigues. You know. Definitely. So, right. Uh, Swamp Thing. Uh, I also, I like to go back to the classic Universal monster movies, and if anyone has has watched any of our stuff, you guys know I'm a huge fan of The Creature from the Black Lagoon. The Gill um, Man. Which I just watched yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, oh, so you got that ticked off the list already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. that's, that's, I watch that two or three times a year. It's, I just, I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, is good. It's just so good. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's just those movies that are that are like such a such a tautly wound part of your like pop cultural DNA that yep. you have to go back to the beacon every once in a while. Yep, it's like yeah. comfort food almost. That for, yeah. You know, for me, it's stuff like that, Big Lebowski, uh, mm-hmm. Iron Giant. Um, especially now that the kid isn't obsessed with Iron Giant, like that's that's like a. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. He discovered that on his own. 
Like he's like, I watched the Iron Giant. It's awesome. He found it on Netflix. Oh, oh wow, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, it was, it was that was I was that was a proud Papa Day right there. I was like, Listen, hell yeah. <laughs> once upon a time, Junior, <laughs> there was two dimensional animation, and it was quality all the time. <laughs> yeah. So what else you one. got, Corey? Um, not quite a movie really um but it, it isn't even something that i got to do this year because my shit's been in storage uh since um june or july but uh my kolchak marathon usually happens at the beginning of october carloween but i'm gonna have to cram all that stuff into like two days once i get back to chicago which be able to watch it on kolchak's uh, stomping grounds which That's is gonna true. be kind of interesting i'm so disappointed yeah. wow. that kolchak was filmed in los angeles yeah, well, it's it's such a <laughs> letdown. Like that was going to yeah. be such a good day trip. Just like we're going to go find all the Kolchak's old haunts. No, we're not. Uh, Kolchak <laughs> was filmed in Los Angeles. The Sting was filmed in Los Angeles. Um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld was filmed in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know. Now, you know what was not filmed in Los Angeles? High I, Fidelity. High Fidelity was absolutely filmed in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, and they actually there's like a uh, High Fidelity tour, or there's like a minor movie stop tour, and High Fidelity's part of it. That's cool. Um, yeah. Um, and apparently, you know the the bar that I stopped at, which was apparently the uh, the bar that um, not Harvey Bullock got waxed in mm-hmm. in uh, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in another movie called Return to Me with Minnie Driver and David Duchovny. Never heard which of it. Reading reading the plot's kind of a twist. It apparently like David Duchovny's wife dies or something, but the person that gets her organs because she signed an organ donor card um, is Minnie Driver, and then like they them two meet, and then they fall in love somehow, and. I don't know. There's something. I'm in love with your liver. I'm in love with your yeah, your gut, your guts. Right. I know. And there's something like kind of just a little, I don't know, morbid about that. Yeah, that that's that's, that's a lot familiar. morbid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they ate at the same bar too. And there's all sorts of other places. Like I don't have to mention now that The Dark Knight was filmed primarily there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's fun living in like a movie town because there's all these, there's all these like not ruins to discover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Bob? Anything else? Yeah, I like uh, like the the kaiju monster movies, and one of my favorite is uh, Godzilla: Final Wars. That's where that's a recent one where God's every like is that 10 where, to fifteen years is that where Godzilla fights Godzilla and all the where other Godzilla versions? fought Zilla. Yes. Zilla, yeah, it, it wasn't a fight; it was a it was a smash. He gets it, his shit pushed right in. Yeah, uh. he knocks him down, shoots him over, done. Yep. He, fight, he fights all the other monsters too, right? Like it's it's everything you can name. It's like a fucking episode of Kaiju Big Battle, and just like <laughs> yeah. yeah, about once every ten to fifteen years, Toho retires Godzilla, and then they bring him back when the nostalgia is like at its highest. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the retirement go away for Godzilla's, yeah. like one of the more recent ones. Yeah, but you know who didn't show up? Gamera. Well, that Gamera's not. Shit. He's not owned by Toho. Yeah, I know, but you know, maybe, 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 like whoever owns them could have been like, you know what? Fine, it worked for Robert Zemeckis. We can make it happen. So I'm, I'm actually going, to, going to uh, switch up for my final one. I'm going to switch out of uh, uh, scary movies and and kind of do with what Corey said. Go with a uh, a TV show that is more mm-hmm. of the the supernatural variety. And I like uh, I like checking out uh, old episodes of The Outer Limits. Um, <laughs> nice. I know there are, uh, you know, there there are typically Twilight Zone and Outer Limits camps. I'm, oh, I'm no. happy to be in both. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> that is a myth. No, listen, listen. Okay, you're into the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. You're into uh, uh, you're into anthology sci-fi period, and that means you do not discriminate. There's going to be the Twilight Zone. There's going to be the Outer Limits. There's going to be Night Gallery, which is 
honestly kind of um, Twilight Zone by proxy because it's still Rod Serling, you know. Mm -hmm. But you can't be like into the Twilight Zone and still into like Twilight Zone 1980s and keep a straight face. So most of the people that are into any of these, if you're dealing with younger people and they're like, no, Night Gallery, then they're just not into it, period. That's, it's, it's ornamental for them. If you're into anthology sci-fi, you're into anthology sci-fi, period. And that's all I've gotten out of any fans of those three properties. It, it, I mean, it, it wouldn't make any sense anyway. True. Because they're basically the same format. Mm -hmm. And writers from one show tended to migrate between the other ones, especially with Night Gallery afterwards, which was... Rod Sterling brought most of his people over to that anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why, why is there discrimination here? Have you just not seen the other ones? Or Apparently, I have feelings about this. Um, let's get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> buttons. I really, I really like watching uh, the Outer Limits. I think it's a great show. It's it, it is, is a good show. It is my personal favorite of the mm -hmm. sci-fi anthology stuff because it's more sci-fi than it is uh, horror. I guess for lack of a better term, or, or sure. uh, Twilight Zone yeah. weird occasion much all over the place. Twilight Twilight Zone to me was more weird occasion than it was aliens from another world or anything like that. Like it yeah. was, it was more cryptids and. Uh, you know, what if this happened? It was like a giant what if comic to me. Um, yeah, intellectually. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, uh, I, I used to watch The Outer Limits when I lived up north because they used to rerun it on, uh, uh, I think, the Fox Network up there on the weekends. Oh, that's would, the best. It was, it was you yeah. know, this is back before Fox was Fox. This is even before The Simpsons. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> uh, I, I used to watch it on Saturdays and, and mm -hmm. I loved it. Absolutely fucking loved it. It's like you get home from grocery shopping with your parents, and you're just like, ugh, what do you do now? Yep. Do, 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 Oh. Do not. I have something to do for the next three hours. Adjust your set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I, a good pick. I remember, I remember stumbling across that for the first time as a kid, and it was just like, holy shit, this is incredible. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. What I'm kind of hoping is that, like, at some point, a streaming service gets wise and tries to get, like, all of the anthology, like, the vintage anthology series together. Even the Twilight Zone from the 2000s. It mm -hmm. was still good. Is that the one with Forrest Whitaker? The one with Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, I'm not going to make fun of his eye. That's <laughs> 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 I, I, the first thing you think of, and I hate that about me. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, the one with Forrest Whitaker, who was a fantastic host. Mm -hmm. Um... But more importantly, the one where Jason Alexander played a depressed version of Death, which was, to me, pretty fucking great. Shit, I didn't um, see that one. Yeah, it, it was good. Okay. <laughs> a lot of them were pretty uh, quality. Um, but there was also a lot that uh, people don't remember. Like, there was a Friday the 13th show from the 80s that was pretty neat. I remember that one, Tales from the yeah. Crypt. What's up? I also oh, remember Tales, the Tales, Tales from, from the Crypt. crypt. Um, let's bring Are You Afraid of the Dark into this shit. Shit, Why not? yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. Colin Ferguson as a ghost sergeant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haunted pinball machine traps a kid inside. That doesn't work. But hey, even Gravity Falls remembered that one and remade it. I really wish that there was a streaming service that replayed Eureka because this would be a good time to watch Eureka again. And Warehouse oh, yeah. 13. Uh, oh, Warehouse 13's off? Mm-hmm. All, all those good early 2000s, mid-2000s sci-fi shows are streaming nowhere right now. That... That's real. That's uh, yeah. yeah. That's that's not good. No. That's a, that is not a good thing. Not at all. All right. Well, shit. So what's your next one, Corey? All right. My next one and my final one is I try to make every Halloween a new discovery of a horror movie. Okay. Like one that I've never seen before. If I've never even heard about it, the better. But I do have 
kind of like a backlog of horror movies that I have not seen. Um, cause damn, there's a lot of them. Um, excuse me. And this year, God, I haven't even picked one out yet because I've been so, uh, you know, it's been, it's been rush hour continuously mm-hmm. since I moved up here. Um, but as soon as I let you know, or as soon as I know, then, you know, y'all will know as, at the same time, but that's another ritual. It's gotta be like, flares. yep, exactly. Well, you did see but, uh, it, right? What's up? You saw it. You said, I did see it. That was more of an event thing though. I mean, like, this is like something that you hear about in your living room or something that you're, uh, you're scrolling through Netflix one night and you're like, Oh, I've heard a little bit about that. That was how it kind of got cozy with, uh, Scott Derrickson's pre Dr. Strange stuff, which hmm. is way fucking different <laughs> than that movie. And he, he does like very like illustrative and very visually rich stuff. And in a couple of movies, he gets like uh, too clever with the camera for his own good, but they're still really interesting and, you know, uh, acceptably cheesy movies, but they're not even, they're not even similar in like philosophy to Dr. Strange at all. Uh, I, I'm, I'm like structural philosophy. I mean, like, as far as like putting the movie together goes. And uh, that was that was pretty much a treat, and uh, that happened last year. So, who knows what it's going to be this year? So, uh, moving on then from movies, uh, Bob, what was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Uh, as a kid, yeah, my parents didn't let me trick or treat. What? Oh, yeah, God damn it, that's right. Wasn't uh, your yeah? My parents always what? every fall would decide. Okay, we need to get family photos done. Oh look. October 31st, they have a discount. Let's go that night. Meanwhile, we're at the mall and Sears and other kids are walking around in costume. Oh, I forgot it was Halloween. No, you didn't. Yeah. My, my, no. Did, did it ever come out that what you suspected, the reason that you suspected was, was actually the case? Or was that never, was that never explicitly stated at any point? Mm, I tried and I failed in that conversation. Um... So... That's why I did more Halloween costumes as an adult. Yeah, because you never got to. I mean, that sucks. That should be I am shocked by that. Your mom was a fucking costumer. No, 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 no. No. Not my mom. Right, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Never mind. All is clear yeah. now. No. We, All we is know, clear. We both know that his mom's basically party central. She yeah. wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> she would help. That's she true. would strategize the entire damn affair. That's true. Like, unconditionally. Yeah, she would... Say, oh, what do you want to be? Oh, mm-hmm. you want to be this guy? Okay, well, I can get this wig and that outfit and this shirt and this. I can get everything for you. Boom. Yeah. Done. And then get she, out there. And then she'd be like, and when you're done, we're going to have a potty back at my house. And guess what? Bourbon I in a bag. Know, I don't know what the legal <laughs> drinking age is, Blobby. But tonight, <laughs> it's it's 10 tonight. It's 10. <laughs> so here we go with the bottles and James. And, oh, I heard you kids like the Zima now. Here's the Zima. <laughs> Bartles and James yeah. wine coolers. That's, that's what the Bartles and James is basically the easy mode for alcoholism. That's Breaking you, the kids and that. Yeah, oh, dude. That's right. Bart- Bartles, Bartles and James, James were all of my high school parties. Pretty that's much, like, yeah. like fucking... It was your graduation party. Exactly. Yeah, that was everyone just got like not lit off of Bartles and James, even though we thought we was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we all acted like we were. We were yeah. moderately buzzed. All right. So for like uh, for like any of the people that aren't old that are listening to this, Bartles and James is just basically the alpha bill for Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Uh, Fisher Fisher Price is my first drink. It's, <laughs> they, they they were all like strawberry. They came kiwi. in sippy cups. Yeah. <laughs> they, 
None of them tasted like alcohol. They were all like crazy fruit flavor combinations. It's strawberry kiwi. It's watermelon mango. They just just tasted like super, super crisp versions of soda. And you wouldn't know. (laughs) And that was the point, I guess. But whatever. Yeah, it was a Bartles and James sort of decade. (laughs) So so how about you, Corey? What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? uh, My parents were... uh, surprisingly ingenious when it came to putting our uh, our costumes together like one year i wanted to be pac-man because the video game thing was a lifelong obsession and i can't apologize for that but how the fuck are you going to turn this into pac-man so what my mom did was she got like a couple of poster boards uh doubled them up and uh, cut out uh pac-man from both of them sandwich boarded it glued eyes onto the front and the back made a top hat out of uh, uh out of uh construction paper cut holes into the hat, put that on my head. So, clever as fuck. That's goddamn brilliant. Not my favorite costume, though. Favorite costume was my dad helping me put together the tools and uh, stuff for a Batman costume when the Tim Burton movie came out, because I was obsessed with Batman that year. That's awesome. That was really cool. So we were like, that was right after he, uh, right after he finished building his uh, shop onto the back of the house, so he had, like, the lathe and everything back there, and it was just, like, you know, a maker's paradise before maker had that douchey connotation mm-hmm. with it. Um, and he helped me make a set of batarangs. He made a uh, made a little grappling hook for me. Uh, That's badass. With, a, uh, with, with, like, a spool of twine on it. And oh, my like, God. The only thing we couldn't do was the belt. We couldn't figure out how to make the belt look real enough, so we just kind of, like, clipped everything to one of his, like, uh, tool belts. Which sure. was still pretty boss, yeah. Like a Kevlar, or yeah. A, a, a yeah. And as a matter of fact, I think in doing so, we created a new Elseworlds Batman, which was Bruce Wayne without the money. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fucking bomb ass. He, he went to Home Depot with a hundred and twelve dollars. Shit, you not. The mask was made out of felt, and the cape was uh, Joanne Fabric Special. Nice. So, yeah, but it, it was the coolest fucking costume I'd ever worn. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that, that one I'm going to remember for a long fucking time. Uh, my favorite costume as a kid, um, I was... Jesus, it was fourth grade, I think. You were Jesus. Uh, that, no, no. That works, that works. Oh. Uh, I made a Jay Garrick costume. Um, I made a, a hat out of paper mache. Okay. Uh, which looked as bad as you can imagine a hat made out of paper mache would look. Um, I got a red, uh, red sweatshirt and painted the big mm. lightning bolt on it. I had blue jeans that I painted the bolts down the side on. Uh, That's cool. And I went as Jay Garrick for Halloween that year, and no one knew who I was. Uh, and that, I, those are the best costumes. Though. I know. And I those was are the happy. best fucking costumes. <laughs> Before Evil Dead Two became like a cult thing, uh, I, I think it was either. Uh, no, it was you. It was it was you and I that walked around Cape Coral, and I had a chainsaw on me, right? Yep. And just a fucked up shirt and some jeans. Yep. And nobody knew who I was. Yep. Nobody knew what Ash Williams was at that point. Yeah, you, so you, remember, like, you remember who I went as that year, right? I don't. Shit. Who? Kevin Matchstick. That's fucking right. Yeah, you uh, yeah, you wore the uh, the Suicide Jack trench coat. Yep, the Suicide Jack trench coat. I had the maid shirt and I carried the baseball uh-huh. bat. <laughs> so we basically and we got what, we got we got warm soda from a house that year. <laughs> That's right. It was like it was like ninety degrees. Yeah, yeah. They they're like here. You can have soda. We're like thanks. And it was like warm orange Fanta. It was gross. (laughs) I don't know. That was still a score though, because there were some houses, because we were kind of trendsetters with this whole being over uh, sixteen and still trick or treating bit. 
that wouldn't give us anything. Yep. They're like, you're too old for this. Get the fuck out. Yep. And like, you just see, in 20 years, this stuff, you're not even going to want to know where it goes. Mm-hmm. Sexy fucking Jason costumes and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What was the big thing? Sexy clown this year? Yeah. Yeah. Se- uh, sexy Pennywise. No, thanks. Sexy Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you weren't allowed to do it as a, as a kid, Bob, what was your, what's been your favorite costume as an adult? Well... I'll tell you my last three. Last year, I was Kevin Owens. I, I got the crew cut, and I had the, the big gold belt over my shoulder as my kids trick-or-treated. That mm-hmm. was good. A uh, year before that, I was the fourth doctor. Okay. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, you went all out for that one, didn't you? Well, yeah. All I had to do was get the... Right oh, yeah, I got... Yeah. Well, I, I can't take it down, but I have the scarf that my aunt made for me. She's a big Star Trek fan. And she... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just roll with it. Keep going. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> the set's falling apart. The spirits of Halloween are... Yes. <laughs> My Aunt Patty, she's a big Star Trek fan. She made me that Doctor Who scarf, and it's probably easily 15 feet long. That's awesome. Uh, so all I do is get like a, a purple coat, and I have a big hat, and I, it worked. Yep. The year before that, uh, I got another crew cut, yellow sunglasses... Vest. Oh shit! And I was Walter Subject. I remember yeah. that one. You weren't Walter Subject. You were the spitting freaking image of Walter Subject. That but was a well done costume. That I was very happy with that. Yeah. But we were just you were just talking about when you and Jay trick or treated. Yeah. And that reminded me of one of my favorites I, that I know you I, and I did. I know which one this is. Mm-hmm. Black suit, white shirt, sunglasses. He and I walking around downtown Orlando. And people couldn't figure it out if we were the Men in Black or the Blues Brothers. That's so awesome. We were kind of like a hybrid of the two. <laughs> yeah. But but after a while, weren't we like, eh, we're both. So it depended upon who asked us. Yeah, because you had a neuralizer. Right. And I had a harmonica. I did, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it we go so, to a restaurant. Oh, who are you guys supposed to be? Say, you I'm Jake or? Blues. Yeah. You're... K. Okay, right. We just kind of we just kind of uh, met over the bar over there, and he was just like, "Man, I love the blues," and I'm like, "Man, I like arresting aliens. Let's go trick or treating." <laughs> <laughs> I think at heart we were really just playing like escape mental patients. We do that every day. Yeah, that's true. Right. Anyway, yeah. So I I actually went as Kevin Owens last year as well. Um, mm-hmm. Which was which is probably my favorite one uh, so far that I've done as an adult. Um, although this this year I this year I'm going as uh, because I just watched the series again. I'm going as Luke from Gilmore Girls, and no one will know who I am because I'm just going to be a dude in a flannel shirt with a hat with a yeah, hat on backwards. That's true. So and, this is your trial run right here. No, the hat has to be blue, and I got to shave. Um, but yeah, it's oh, <laughs> that's not happening. Well, no, it's it's going to be just shaved down pretty far. I got it's too long right now anyway. So. I gotta I gotta cut it close before winter so it can actually grow in. Uh, yeah, other, o- otherwise, in the middle of December, I'm gonna shave it short and it's gonna be too fucking cold and I'm gonna freeze. So mm-hmm. there's there's yeah. a method to my madness. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say I would say Owens is probably my favorite one because that that one was fun because actually people knew who the hell I was. Um, was uh, was Victor part of your costume so that whenever anybody comes up to you, you can say I have a family. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> please tell uh, me he dresses Sami Zayn. Did that was. <laughs> <laughs> No, that year Victor went as, because that was our first Christmas up here. I think that was the year he went as Green Lantern. Um, oh, cool! Which one? Uh, I think John, just the the one he liked the most because he'd seen the cartoons. Um, oh, okay, because JLA, so yeah. not the one true. Uh, no, well, um, we and can't be perfect. The, the John Stewart costume was easy because they sold it at a store, 
So it was like, okay, yes, you can oh. be that. You can be Green Lantern, and you can have this glow up, this light up yellow or light up green sword. Um, so, what, oh, really? You found a place that was still selling like movie merch? Yeah. Damn, I yeah. want some of that shit. Yeah. Um, so, oh, well. what was what's your favorite uh, adult costume, Corey? Uh, my favorite adult costume. You've had some good ones the last few years. It's it. It's usually the ones that are like. See, the reason I like your Walter subject so much is because it 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 blew way past Halloween costume and way straight straight into the nearly impenetrable world of really good cosplay. Uh-huh. And some of the best costumes or some of my favorite costumes that I've done weren't necessarily for the benefit of Halloween. Because there was there was like a time uh, a little while ago where I did a lot of cons and I would do uh, cosplays for those or at least attempt to. And the best one I ever did was the Lupin the Third costume because I spent like a good month maybe trying to find like each element because I can't sew for shit. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't I don't have the seamstress gene, um, and I tried looking for a red jacket. Just just try finding just the red fucking jacket, yeah. uh, one that fit my unusually slight frame or was even slighter at the time. Um, I had to find a uh, pair of skinny jeans before skinny jeans were a trend. Uh, I had to find a... Did I wear a pink tie or the golden tie? You wore the golden tie. It was the golden Gold? tie? Okay. All right. Still pretty fucking rare. And uh, the black button-up shirt wasn't a big deal. And in, the, in addition to that, I had to try to sell some some poor barber on the idea of giving me a hairstyle that was arguably in fashion <laughs> three decades ago. <laughs> Can you make me as round as possible yeah. up here? <laughs> could, could you make the top part of my head look like an eight ball sawed in half? <laughs> and I had to give him a cartoon reference. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to make me look like a cartoon. I can imagine that, <laughs> that salon guy going into work that day. He's like, uh, what is this shit? <laughs> you all remember the costume though, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She it, killed it. She it killed perfect. that haircut. Yeah. I couldn't have asked for a better a better job on that. Granted, I'm not like very uh, like hormonally blessed, so I can't do sideburns, and I refuse to do stick-ons. But that was a goddamn good costume. Yep. And I and I have like and you know how hard on myself I, I am with stuff like this. We're pretty much everything I do. Um, I was satisfied with it, and I knew that that was a good costume because people kept asking me for my picture at MegaCon, mm-hmm. the MegaCon that I went to that year. So it's going to be that one as an adult. Sadly, I never wore Loop on the third for Halloween because I'm like, well, uh, I had a little bit too much of the who the fuck are you in high school. So sure, <laughs> yeah. Bob, let's say your 12th doctor was really good. What was it, two years ago, three years ago? I think that was that was two years ago. Uh, wh- that, that was when you got the jacket, or when I had to order the jacket and you had to receive it because I moved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was not bad. I liked, My I, hair was pretty much like this. I so. personally liked your number nine. <laughs> ah, the number nine was good. And yeah. I, I liked doing that photo shoot at uh, Christmas time, too. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Damn, that was a good costume. Yeah. Forgot how I forgot how much of a lucky shot it was that I actually found that pea coat. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had to modify it myself. So thank you, Mary, for making that happen, yep. or helping me make that happen. But that was yeah, that was also a good costume. Shit. Hmm. Bob, what's your what's your favorite costume that your kids have worn so far? Oh boy, uh, let's see. This year they're going as Frodo Baggins and Goku. That's gonna be a weird, okay, <laughs> weird family walk down the street. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing this year. I'm probably gonna repeat one of the last three, uh, and. 
just the three of us walking down. Mm. I was like, quick, shut off the light, lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Victor this year is going as a squidling from uh, Splatoon. Nice. Oh, and okay. uh, Meredith made him uh, a hat today that has the tentacles on it. And I actually did like a gradient spray. I put some uh, some cardboard circles down on it and did a spray with uh, some spray paint on the tentacles mm-hmm. to make them darker towards the bottom and lighter towards the top. And then I topped I popped the circles off, so he's got little suckers on them. That's uh, quality. Wow. We are we're giving him a roller, mm-hmm. and uh, it came with a plastic sheath. So we we ran blue paint around the sheath that mm-hmm. goes over the roller. So he's actually got like an, an already inked up roller. Uh, nice. And we've made him a backpack that's going to have two uh, two soda bottles that we put blue paint in. That he's going to have a tube going into the roller that he's going to wear on his back. Oh, and, that's uh, really cool. Yeah, it's it's going to look good. I'm pretty pretty excited about it. Quality. So, those yeah. those the the memories the me- the Halloween memories of making your own costume are always going to be the ones that that uh, are almost unkillable. Yep. Yeah. Those are the ones that stay with you for, for fucking ever. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so well Corey, you, uh, you were, uh, able to go to Halloween Horror Nights this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, that was the other reason uh, for me coming down here. I have to hang out with you two losers. Whatever. But, um, <laughs> so, so, so tell us, tell us about it. What was, uh, did you get to see the Bill and Ted show? I didn't get to see the Bill and Ted show. Okay. We're done uh, here then. What? What's that? <laughs> I said, okay, we're done here then. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I almost did. I don't know. My, uh, me and the Bill and Ted show have kind of a complicated relationship. Fair enough. <laughs> um, because the first time I saw it, here's the thing that people don't know about the Bill and Ted Halloween Spectacular. It's uh, it's like a show starring, you know, not Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, um, doing uh, doing basically a comedy sort of variety show extravaganza for around fifteen to twenty minutes or so, and um, a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's pop cultural. Random isn't sufficient enough to describe the Bill and Ted Halloween uh, Halloween show, uh, because what happens is that they show up, and then just a bunch of references happen. They'll be there, and then all of a sudden, Daenerys Targaryen will be up on a giant movie screen uh, behind them, but without a shirt on because they're making fun of uh, how every character or how she often she showed up in the Game of Thrones with like no shirt on. And then suddenly they'll do the theme to Game of Thrones, and it'll show every character in the show, and none of them will have a shirt on. So it's literally just like sensor blocks all over their midsections. We get it, guys. They show a lot of titty on Game of Thrones. Gotcha. Um, the show that I went to, Blurred Lines, was a big deal that year. So out of nowhere, boom. Fucking a, uh, what's that guy's name? A Robin Thicke, uh, Sats Robin Thicke shows up and begins singing it while Bill and Ted are on the screen mugging it up. And it was just cringy as shit. And I couldn't wait to get out of there. Fair enough. But I was kind of glad that something that stupid existed. <laughs> At Halloween Horror Nights, because everything else is so fierce, you know. There's there's a balance. You're saying there's a balance. It's basically the, um, let's say you're like doing, you're just doing scotches of like finely aged, really expensive shots of finely aged, really really expensive scotch. Okay, after your sixth one, you're like, all I taste is scotch. Well, you gotta bust back like an orange juice or a water, like a club soda or something. Mm-hmm. You need a palate cleanser. You need a palate cleanser, right? And it's usually not like juice or something. It's kind of flavorless, and yeah. it can be found anywhere. And it's, it's like the lowest common denominator of beverages, and that's Bill and Ted. Okay. So, <laughs> so what what was your what was your favorite bit at Halloween Horror Nights this year? Um, <coughs> my favorite bit was the trick or treat scare zone. That's kind of why I went because okay. as soon as I saw pictures of it, I'm like. I want to live there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went there 
And um, I planned on, I saw it and I was like, I'm, am, am I staring at this? I'm staring at this. And I think I stared at it for like a good five minutes. Then I started walking through it. And then at the end of it, they had alcohol. So I went over there and I grabbed a cocktail, which was like not as mean as it sounds, but it was supposed to be like a combo cocktail over the two other branded cocktails for that event. And they put it in like a divided mug so you can sip out of both of them at once. That's cool as shit. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is like, you know, pretty properly decadent, except I think in the entire drink there was maybe like uh, friggin' uh, three CLs of total alcohol combined, but whatever. Anyway, I grabbed one of those, and I went back into the scare zone, and I stayed there so long that the dudes walking around, they're like, boo, doing that. They didn't even bother anymore. <laughs> they just walked. They, yeah. they gave you that, that, hey, like, that waiter yeah. glance. They're like, hey, Corey. And I'm like, hey, uh, Billy Wilkerson, what's up? Kill a kid yet? <laughs> no, because it's fiberglass. All right. They did it so well, that, that That's one awesome. part of the park. Um, I also wanted to do like a, uh, like a quick power ranking of the houses that they did have. Sure. If anybody's watching for Halloween Horror Nights, if you would... Hand me the giant uh, Vanna White placard, please. Um, that is, I'll, I'll help you out. You want to help me out with yeah. that? Okay. Now, the thing that a lot of people don't know about Haunted Horror Night, Halloween Horror Nights when they go to this event is that there are original houses also. Because what does Universal do? They pimp out the licensed stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually, and this has not been the hard and fast rule, the original ones are better, way better than the licensed ones. Sure. But just to give you an idea, we've got... Um, your licensed ones are American Horror Story. We've got Blumhouse, which is the three movies, Sinister, Insidious, and The Purge. Um, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, The Shining, and then Saw, which I didn't even do. So it's at the bottom. The Fallen was cool as fuck. Okay. The Fallen was basically, if you took every single heavy metal album, plus a couple of Clive Barker book covers, and crammed it all into one house, and then the people that were there were like, you know what? The concept isn't enough. We need to do some shit that other people in the other haunted houses aren't even doing. So there was like people flying down off of wires at you. What? Um, there was uh, there was one dude at the end that literally like he like falls off of an arch that you pass underneath like uh, like this, but a harness catches him in the middle, so he's about to hit you, and it do- and he doesn't. He just screams his ass off at you, and you're like, that's enough. <laughs> you had me before the vocals. I'm gone. Don't fall any further. That place was mazo, and it, like everything from the uh, the visual concept of it to the execution, it was it didn't top La Llorona from 2013, but it came damn close. Um, I'm gonna try to be brief with the other ones. AHS was AHS was the second house that I enjoyed, and I put it up to the second because I don't really enjoy American Horror Story all that much. It's it tries too hard for the most part, but these guys tried hard and it showed and it was quality from like a from A to Z. Um, Scarecrow the Reaper was another original and it gets by on creating a claustrophobic environment so that you know that things are gonna pop out at you, but when they do, they're like literally right next to your ass. That's cool. Was that one, really effective? Was that like a corn maze or? Yes, it was a corn maze. That's fucking they, awesome. <laughs> it was a corn maze, and they had, like, vines drip, drooped all over everywhere. It was nauseating, okay. but so good. Uh, Dead Waters was um, Ghosts in the Antebellum Era, so it was good for story, and it was good for set pieces, but the uh, the scares themselves were, like, pretty easily uh, predictable, uh, so it wasn't, like, as scary, but the trappings were awesome. Cool. Uh, Blumhouse, because I like two of the three movies. The um, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, I wanted to like so much more than I did. But the reason 
the reason is they couldn't quite get it together. They tried to make it as funny as it was scary. So you could, like, I admire them for trying to reach that far, but where they had to rein things in had to do with uh, stuff like wigs and costumes and stuff. So everybody looked pretty awful. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. They usually have higher standards than that. Yeah, it, for, the, for most of the haunted houses, yeah. But it had a hell of a soundtrack because, you know, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the Shining was exactly like the like Ash vs. the Evil Dead in that it was, uh, well, it was the Stanley Kubrick movie, which I, you know, I infamously don't really care for. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry about that, except not because it sucks. But uh, <laughs> but they tried to do, uh, they tried to get really clever with it, too. And they kind of uh, stretched themselves a little bit too thin with that as well. Um, Hive was kind of like a generic uh, vampires as zombie cannibals sort of thing. And you've seen that all over the place recently. And Saw is Saw, so I just was indifferent and didn't go see it. But there you go. The power ranking of the 2017 Halloween Horror Nights Haunted Houses right there for you to look at and shake your head in at with disgust. Excellent. At what I picked. Mm-hmm. So you you did the uh, the rest of the parks as well too, right? Because I've, I've never done Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. The rest of the park is open, right? Uh, only a select few rides are open. Oh, okay. Um, the Mummy was open. Thank goodness for that. Makes sense. Because that ride would need to be open for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, surprisingly, Men in Black was as well. Uh, and a couple of other ones you wouldn't readily associate with the theme. Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster was open all night. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's It looks pretty good when the lights are off How about E.T.? Was that open? E.T. doesn't exist anymore. I don't think so. Does it? It's still there. Really? Yeah. Uh, Everything else in the kid zone is gone. No, Fievel's Playland's still there, and the SpongeBob thing well, is still there. I they're on their way out. If they're not haven't been ripped out of the ground yet, they're they're going away. Oh, that's a bummer. I've had enough with dead rides this weekend. <laughs> uh, uh, still mourning over I know, dragons. I know. The following day, I did a two park hopper, and um, I know you told me that the dueling dragons were out, like torn the fuck down, mm-hmm. out and done, and I didn't believe you. So. As soon as I saw the signs down, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, cool. They just kept the tracks, and they're going to make something else with it. Because I saw the loop through the uh, the arch uh, that you used to walk through, walk into the ride through. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, went on to the, uh, the Hogwarts Express to go, uh, you know, go to the other side and see what was left, or see what was there, just to corroborate that there was, no, there, were, there was something left there. And it was like everything else was taken down except for that one fucking loop. And I don't really know why they kept it there. Maybe they're saving it for... Because there was one theme park that had a really famous uh, corkscrew uh, roller coaster. Python, yeah. Uh, I don't think it... Well, it could have been the Python. I don't... It was Busch Gardens? No, it wasn't Busch Gardens. Oh, never mind. But it was this really long corkscrew. Mm -hmm. And they tore down the rest of the ride. They kept that corkscrew and they put it in the front of the park itself saying, this is some of our history. Oh. Well, that'd be kind of cool. But they took down like the... They took down like the most iconic part of it, which was the ride up the wall of the castle. When the when the two uh, when the two carts are like uh, jockeying, and you see the wall of the castle in front of you, and your feet like just graze it. Oh, I thought the most famous part is where they used to actually near miss each other. That was yeah. That <laughs> Until was, they didn't. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was such an iconic roller coaster. Like, why the hell would it, would it be that one? Like, if, out of all the stuff to take down off of Islands of Adventure, there were less notable rides. Well, I think I think it was a maintenance thing because I think it was a bitch to maintain. Um, oh, it was down all the time. Yeah, yeah so it's Shit. when you get to the point where it's costing you more money to keep the thing going than it does to actually mm-hmm. tear it down and build something new. Yeah, you know, it's which shows how much Poseidon's Fury costs to run. 
There are people, yeah, there, there are like two fans of Poseidon's Fury, and that's Poseidon's Fury Alpha, and it, you're looking at them right here. Everybody else either doesn't know what the fuck it is, or doesn't know what it is after what they leave, was. or yeah. what it was when they leave. Yeah, so it's just like, uh, all right, but apparently it runs itself, so leave it. <laughs> It's, it's like r- the one roommate. It's still that, running right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that one roommate that nobody sees, nobody talks to, but keeps his place impeccably clean. Always pays really his bills. Anyone. Yeah, always pays the bills, and you're like, well, he's weird, but he doesn't you know wear what? socks ever. Yeah. But he's all yeah. right. It's <laughs> yep, he's a hell of a roommate. We'll just let him stick around. All right, Bob. So Excited. I'm playing. I'm playing WWE 2K18. Corey went to Halloween Horror Nights and is getting ready to get his shit up to Chicago. What are you doing? What am I? I have gas. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm shocked the mic didn't pick that up. <coughs> I really am. It's <laughs> I felt I mean, did you see my shirt flutter in the shockwave? <laughs> I'm shocked it didn't pick it up the last six times I did it. Uh well I guess you'll be able to tell after this is all over. No, I yeah. I, can, I can tell. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh I'm going to NXT again. Hey, nice. Yeah. yeah, I got tickets and uh Somebody suggested, oh, man, are there tickets still available? So I, I went and checked it. Nope. <laughs> Sold out. Oh, damn it. So wh- it's going to be the end of November. So you're going to the, the post-takeover show then? Yes. Oh, god uh, damn, they're probably dude. Gonna, they're going to tape like one or two at takeover, they, as they normally do. So what they usually do is they usually do, uh, they do like an hour before the takeover, and that's the Wednesday show the following week, and then they do the takeover on Saturday. And then they, that gives them a chance to, to get their shit together and get back to Orlando for the taping at Full Sail. So, yeah, because that first episode after a pay per view, it's just a lot of recap with maybe one, two matches, maybe. Yeah, usually two matches, two. and that's it. Yeah, because it probably have No Way Jose in it. <laughs> no Way Jose. You'll have uh, probably one of the girls on there, Ruby Riot, and something like that. But. Ruby Ray makes for a good show, though. Yeah. The the last NXT show I went to, uh, there was all kinds of stuff. That's where they had the announcement for War Games. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to spoil anything, but my God, War Games. That, do, you, do you know what War Games was? Yes. It was a uh, stellar 1980s film, of a, uh, kind of a parable about the Cold War starring Dabney Coleman and Matthew Broderick and a monkey. No, that was Project X. Uh, no. <laughs> Ali Sheedy. Yes. Uh, War Games is the... Uh, the Two or three tag teams going at the same time in two rings, so in a cage. In a cage. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's it's an it old Dusty Rhodes thing. Oh, nifty! And Dabney Coleman's involved. Yes. God damn it! <laughs> the the last NXT show I went to, I got to see Kari Sane for the first time. She's awesome. She is awesome, but she could probably fit in this cup. Fair enough. <laughs> she is tiny. She's a little person. <laughs> And I still don't know who this one is. Uh, she is. She's girl from Japan who has probably the best elbow drop I've ever seen. Yep. Hmm. Her gimmick oh. is the pirate princess. That's a good gimmick. Yes. Yeah. She has a little. She has a little steering wheel or a ship's wheel that she carries out and she spins and it's it's adorable. And she's uh, yeah she's like she's like four foot two and eight pounds. It's. <laughs> all right, you got my shekels NXT and I've never even seen this person. Yep. It's just there are some concepts that are unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So that's going on for Bob. Um, not much else going on other than, uh, you know, life. Too much of it. The universe and everything. Uh, but as you guys know, we do feed off your dialogue, so we ask that you subscribe, like, and engage us on the comments on anything we talk about today. Uh, either here, Facebook, or on Twitter, at Cretans Guild. 
So to all of our followers, old and new, I and Jay, this is Bob and Corey. We are the Cretans Guild, and we say welcome to the guild. So long and thanks for all the fish. Exactly. <laughs>